Good morning, good morning. This is Brenda Eschen Shoshana with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And thank you. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for listening and for your beautiful emails. And just thank you, Gasho, to life itself. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity of tasting each moment and being with others <coughs> and sharing <coughs> excuse me and sharing sharing what's here right now for all of us every day inevitably can't go away can't come closer can't go further <coughs> you know we all have this persistent illusion that we're going to lose, that the moment leaves, we're going to lose something. We have to hold on to whatever good we get, whatever wonderfulness comes. I like that word, wonderfulness comes. We have to hold on to it, hug it close to ourselves, be worthy of it, earn it, deserve it, cling to it. And even if all of that is true, it will only stay a moment and then leave. And we'll be bereft of the good or the sweetness that we've had. And then we have to recreate it again somehow, search for it somehow. And that itself, I believe, is the basis of karma or of the repetition compulsion. The need to repeat something over and over and over so that we get it right this time or that we don't lose it this time. We think we've lost everything. And you know, particularly at a time of holidays or turning points, it's very, very, very easy to feel the the change because we remember one year to the next year. Our childhood comes upon us, the memories of that and all the teachings connected to it. I should say all the injunctions connected to it, which we took in and we learned, but we learned it as a little child would learn it. We understood it as a little child would understand it. But that little child is still usually very much alive within us all through our lives, all through our lives. Even though we mature physically, we may not so much mature spiritually or emotionally. And that's pretty interesting itself. That little child living us with its perceptions, its needs, its point of view about what life is, about who we are, about what they want, he or she wants, demands, expects. And you know, little children, if they don't get what they want, they have a tantrum. That's just natural. It's normal. They cry, they scream, they yell. They, they, they don't know any better. They don't have any other tools yet or means of dealing with this flood of ideas, feelings, thoughts, impulses, injunctions, relationships. They don't know how to process it yet. They don't know what's going on except from their point of view. And that's fine when you're one year old, two years old, three years old. But as we get older and older and that little one lives strongly in us, which is very, that's in and of itself, it's extremely fascinating to see that. 
it's extremely fascinating and life-giving to see, oh my goodness, that little one <laughs> is still alive, dictating my life in many ways right now. It's a moment of great freedom to see that clearly, unequivocally. And we want to return to those circumstances and replay the scene the way we want it to turn out. So that itself is a huge moment of recognition that that little one really hasn't grown up yet. Yet. I like the word yet. Yet. Not yet. She or he thinks they're losing something or that their sister or brother is getting more or is better than them or the parents are comparing them, which is so painful for kids or for anyone being compared to someone else when each one is really beautiful and perfect in exactly their own way. That's a huge, huge insight and Zen insight and moment to really cherish. So what is our Zen practice for everyday life? And why do we even go through everyday life? <clears throat> the same holidays year after year, the same relationships sometimes year after year, the same challenges or squabbles or longings, same thing year after year after year. It's because we're still, still longing to hold on. We think we've lost that year We've lost that opportunity. We've lost that moment of beauty or of love that we had. That's a persistent illusion that the entire world lives with. Rather than focus on the incredible beauty we have right now and the gifts we're given right now, we dwell upon the losses we've had. And we are terrorized by that, actually. Terrified, terrified to lose more. As we do Zen practice, as we sit on the cushion, as we straighten our back, hold our body in a certain posture and don't move it for a certain period of time, an amazing thing happens. We're waking up. We're waking up the awareness within ourselves, the part that sees and hears and recognizes what's going on. <laughs> because we sit, we can't move, we can't run around, we're not looking around in the world. We're with our whole inner world that keeps coming up and going down and coming up. Memories, thoughts, ideas, silence, insight, more memories, like that. And as we sit and sit, now, we become senior to all of that, which doesn't mean we reject it or transcend it. It means we see it. We know it. It is not running the show any longer. Our awareness, our recognition is taking front seat now. We're seeing a moment for what it is. And another thing, in the beginning when you sit a lot, and in the beginning I mean maybe 50 years, this is not a two-day practice, <laughs> although everything is present the first day you sit. But 
there is a way of thinking, oh, everything comes and everything goes and it's gone forever and then it comes and it's gone forever. And then you kind of go to another place sometimes where you see nothing is ever gone. Nothing ever can be gone. It cannot be gone. Oh, my goodness. All that changes is the illusion. <laughs> the picture changes, maybe, of course. The body gets older. This happens, that happens. But the essence of our life, of who we are, our feet, our inner being cannot go away. It cannot change. Even a relationship cannot be lost, cannot be lost. What a moment to realize that. When you've touched someone, when you've been with them, when you've even seen them on the street and had a smile, that is never gone. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's working. It's you. It's in them. The connection, the connections that we have are profound and eternal. They are eternal. They're not lost. They're not found. They're there. Sometimes some of them come into the foreground like a wave and then go back into the background, but they're there. There they are. Oh, how beautiful to see that. Do you know how the waves, sometimes they come up and they go down, but they're always there. They're always there. When the time comes for them to appear, to emerge from the ocean of beingness, they emerge maybe in physical form. We see them or we recognize them in another form. <laughs> and then they return into the ocean. But they're with us. They're affecting us. We're affecting them. The heart of our lives is not necessarily something that we can see, smell, touch, or taste. That part comes and goes. That part flickers. But the heart of what we see, smell, touch, and taste doesn't go anywhere. The essence of it. We might see a bird fly by. Well, we're not touched just to see the, the wings and the face and the little fly by. We're touched by the heart of that bird. Something in that bird touches us. That part doesn't go. You know, the other day I was walking, <clears throat> taking a little walk, which I have to do more of, bigger walks maybe, but I was taking a little walk on the street, and I saw this person. I never saw the person before. And he was <laughs> crossing the street, and I was going to a little place to sit with my daughter, a little cafe, or just some tables outside, a little coffee shop, really. And I knew him. I knew that I knew him. And he and I looked at each other, and we grinned. What a grin. What a, what a grin. What a lovely moment. As if my best friend had come to say hello. We grinned and he walked on and I sat down at the coffee shop and it was just perfect. It was fine. I thought, oh my, how lovely. That's all. What a fun person. And that was the end of it. But there it was, a wave appearing from the ocean, a moment of recognition, of reminding one another, I'm, I haven't gone anywhere. I'm really here. A moment, a moment of being touched in a different kind of way. Now, we've all, every single one alive has experienced those moments when something happens or someone appears that you feel a particular connection to, a recognition of, a reminder of something, and then they move along as they have to at this time. 
and you sit down and do what you have to do. And yet you know that we're all, all, all interconnected forever and ever and ever. And we can only be where we have to be right now, physically, at this moment in our in the dance of our lives. And that's fine. It's fine. Zazen, I remember my teacher, my first, very first teacher, Soen Roshi, who was really something, <laughs> really, really a beautiful, beautiful being. Magical, really. I, from my point of view, he was just magical. And um, what a gift to have met him. And I remember he used to say many times, all is revealed just as it is. All is good. He would say, all is okay. <clears throat> he was very fun. He was very playful. He was like an elf in some ways and in other ways. Well, he was, he was very playful. He played with life in a very joyful way with a big twinkle in his eye. And he would say again and again, all is revealed. It's a very deep voice. And at that time, I'd listened. I heard, but my my bones didn't really hear, but I heard. But it went in and it went in and it went in. And as you keep practicing, practicing patiently, lovingly, gratefully, suddenly the words of your teacher become real. They become real to you. Oh, I know. Now I see what I heard 50 years ago. Oh, what a wonderful, it may, may, may take that long. But of course, probably less than that. I'm a, just a slow student. <laughs> and I mean that. It's by my nature. Again and again. Goes deeper, deeper, again and again. So that's when we, when we do this practice. It's not like we're supposed to get something tomorrow or today. We're not doing it to get something and then that, it's done. It's not a practice in that sense. It's actually a way of life, a way of being. And we're just being our way of being. When we sit on the cushion, we're reminding ourselves. We're reconnecting the dots. <laughs> oh, yes. A way of being. And it's an important way of being in this world where there's a lot of thunder and lightning and noise and commotion and confusion, and that's the nature of this world. So this is a wonderful, wonderful reminder in this kind of world, slow, just to be with it, not to, not to be taken away by these waves of memories and of wrong ideas. By wrong, I mean ideas that really don't match what's true, that little things we learned from childhood, little thing, <clears throat> things that we believed from childhood. I'm a bad person. If I don't do this, I'm bad. I'll get punished. I'll do the, all of these ideas from childhood, which still become very alive in us all through our lives unless we see them for what they are and we see the other side of it. We see the beauty and the goodness that we are. So that's this practice is just a practice of setting things straight, <laughs> growing up. It's really a practice of growing the little one up, maturing, 
not just physically, but that little child in us that's screaming, yelling, frightened, upset, confused. Not to hate that little one. God forbid, not at all. That little one needs a lot of love and care and deserves it. Take that little one with you on the cushion. Help that little one grow up. That's just all it is to mature, to digest their lives, to see. And if you just sit and practice and practice every day, it is inevitable that this will happen because that's what happens. When you do something, that's what happens. But what's required is persistence and devotion. Devotion to living a life of truth, a life of gratitude, choosing to be happy and to live a beautiful life and to be grateful. And then with that devotion, with that choice, it's inevitable that that little one who is so hurt will grow and grow and enter into another realm with you. Anyway, I'm talking a long time today and thank you for listening. Thank you for being with me. And I'm with you and I'm enjoying our time together so much. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Uh, the podcast, that's what I tell them, I have to remember, <laughs> the URL for the podcast is zenwisdomtoday.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. And if you would like to contact me for any reason, to say anything or ask anything, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening and have a beautiful, beautiful day. Bye.